thank you for tuning in to another episode of Brilliantly Uninformed. My cat is uh, going a little crazy next to me, if you can hear. As always, I am Mike Lavery, and I'm joined by Stephen Rainman. What's cracking, Stephen? Mike, I'll tell you what's cracking. I just found out this these past couple of weeks that I am the kiss of death for any sports team that I follow. Uh-oh. Um, so as you know, I've mentioned a couple of times that I am a Houston fan. Mm-hmm. And we have had historically a rough time. We've we've had one title in my lifetime that I can remember, three total, but I can't remember the first two. Um, and now I have become a Tottenham fan since um, I'm mm-hmm. do- I'm done with Houston teams this year. They pissed me off so much, and now they're losing. Like they're on like a three get three match losing streak or something like that. It's it's rough. So oh, geez. I just want to put this out there. If anybody wants me to put a little curse on another team, just let me know and I'll start uh, following them. <laughs> so the the championship that you saw, that was the Astros? Yes. What was like the the second best season um, as a fan that you can remember for any team that you root for? Uh, for any other team, it would probably be the, the year the Rockets were cheated out of their title by the Warriors, where we mm-hmm. allegedly missed 27 three-pointers in that last game where KD was out. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's been a long road of heartbreak. So I don't remember that exact game. What do you mean allegedly missed three-pointers? Well, we, we missed the three-pointers for sure, but we were also didn't get a ton of foul calls. Like the, oh, okay. The league came out afterwards and was like, there was a ungodly amount of missed calls in that game okay yeah i got you i got you okay i just said <laughs> i just didn't know what that meant <clears throat> yeah but nobody wants to hear that because everybody well, let me tell you as growing up uh, you know in boston all the teams are really bad for my entire life until about college hmm. and then everything turned around and it's been great so all you need is like <clears throat> just the the spark to light the flame and sometimes it just takes off you know like it i and i think like i always tell people that my favorite season of sports was the 03 red Sox season because it was the year before they lost mm-hmm. but they they lost in a walk-off home run yeah, elimination Boone. game yeah and then the next year they came back and beat the yankees and won the world series and like the like roller coaster of it i i mean i'm sure i would have been thrilled either way but i feel like that made it so much better yeah. Um. Like when when you like when I first started rooting for the Patriots, they they won one game that season. <laughs> and like kids, I'm gonna sound like an old person right now. Kids that grow up in Boston now, all they know is winning. Yeah. So they don't appreciate the good times that they had. You know what I mean? Yeah. These damn so, kids. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like. I don't think that they knew what they had when they had it. Whereas like older people they knew that it's this isn't going to be like this every year, you know, so we enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. So I do think that, and like Cubs fans will tell you the same thing, that there's like a, it's not fun to have a losing team, but it does help you appreciate it more when the team does well. Because like, I mean, this year, everyone's just so miserable about the Patriots. And it's like, you know, this is nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, get used I, to it, kids. Yeah, we the rest of the world does not want to hear it from these young kids. Yeah, these exactly. Young- the young Patriots fan complaining about one bad season. Like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and honestly, as someone who like came up like writing about sports um, back in the day, 
it was so much more enjoyable to write about sports when they were a bad team yeah um than when they're a good team because first of all when they're a bad team there's so much to complain about but also when when your teams are good if you like say anything bad people like the fans just jump down your throat like you can't have it's i mean it's almost like politics like you can't (laughs) have like you know you could appreciate 99 things about a team and there's one thing that you're like oh well that kind of sucked and people like flip out at you yeah heavy Um, heavy is the head that wears the crown right yeah yeah exactly um so i mean i know it sucks but someday it'll pay off yeah. And and it'll be awesome. <laughs> Dude, I waited. I waited twenty eight, twenty. Well, what was it? Twenty like twenty five years or so to watch the Astros win a title. And no matter what anybody says, they're still they won the World Series. Deal with it. Get over it. Everybody cheats. Yeah, you know what I say. Fuck them. Fuck exactly. the haters. <laughs> exactly. That does bring me to another point, though. That I told sure. you we were going to bring up on the podcast. Yeah. So you invited me into a. A fantasy baseball league um, i did this week mm-hmm. uh, very excited to get on there we have a big messenger group on there everybody's yeah. talking B- before you get to to your point i think you're gonna really like it because everyone's really active they're also like nice people but like i don't know them most of them are from the internet like like you are and kyle who i think you know from the yeah the the overstated groups um but like it's fun if, out of all the leagues i do it's like really fun so i i think you'll like it but continue yeah so far i really like the the guys in there um i just had one complaint and that was Mm -hmm. uh somebody in the league has their their name as the houston trash droves yes that is true yeah who would that who would that be mike that would be me yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you you're right and the thing is so you know when you first start the team and it's like you first start the league and every team is either team your last name or team it's like team one team two team three right for the first two seasons i didn't set a name and then finally everyone was complaining that everyone had a name set except their commissioner mm-hmm. and it was like right when that stuff was going on so i said it so what even was that two or three years ago <clears throat> yeah so obviously i haven't changed it since um i used to be so good about naming my fantasy teams <laughs> and i've gotten so lazy with it but yeah, yeah you're right you're right yeah, but hey, like like I said, no matter what the haters say, man, you you still have that ring, you know. That's very true. We still have it. We you can make all the trash can jokes you want. Uh, it's fine. I still get to to die happy knowing that the Astros won a World Series in my lifetime. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as a Patriots fan, I I can I can <laughs> back you up. <laughs> yeah, we sold our soul for one title. <laughs> Y'all sold your soul for well, yeah. six. You don't know. I mean, some of those kids could still. I mean, wait, were they the team that? Did you also? It wasn't. No, it was the Cardinals. The one that like hacked into like the scouting department. That was the Cardinals, right? Yeah, that was the Cardinals okay. doing that to us. I, I was gonna say because that will pay off for a long time, but I guess it won't pay off for you. It'll pay off for the Cardinals, but still, like it didn't. You know, it didn't even though because they just got Nolan Arenado for a bag of chips, basically. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <sighs> did um. Oh, so. I should ask before we get into our other topics. I heard you had a big episode of Drunk Dad Sports this week. What what did you guys talk about? Who was on? Tell me about it. So we had one of the godfathers of the overstated group. Uh, Steve Sabatini was on there. Nice. Been hounding him for a while trying to get yeah. him on one of our pods. And he came on last night. The drinks were flowing. <laughs> the shit talk was flowing. It was it was, it was was good. It was two two hours and 15 minutes of just... Just back and forth, crazy nonsense. Reef got 
he drank too much scotch and started getting <laughs> wild <laughs> like he did last week. Yeah. So the last forty five minutes is it gets it gets pretty crazy. But oh man, it was a it was a great episode. You know how one week I I don't know if I couldn't record. Or I had to change what day we were recording because I'm like I was helping this lady who ended up like go- going to assisted living and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was helping the family move out her stuff, and they're basically like, "Oh, anything you want, we're throwing everything out. Whatever you want, you can take." And oh uh, man, I raided that liquor cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty six years of liquor collected up there. So. Oh my god, my grandma had this. I'll never forget. She had a bottle of Jack at her house. I never saw my grandma drink one time in her life. Mm-hmm. She had a bottle of Jack. This thing must have been like 30, 40 years old. I found it in there. Tried to take a little bit of a drink of it, but oh. <laughs> I, I was like 16. I didn't know any better. Yep. I was like, oh, this will be good. I didn't know liquor goes bad eventually. Yeah, so some week before baseball starts, I'm going to be on with you guys. And uh, so I, I, I'm stocking up for, for when that is. Oh, okay, sounds good. Wait. So speaking about, um, you know, haters trying to take your title away and stuff, <laughs> we're going to go back to, a, um, you know, one of our first topics we talked about. And that was basically, I mean, always we talk about cancel culture, but this specifically is um, Gina Carano mm-hmm. and what's been happening with her with, I mean, social media, but, and then, Disney, um, I don't even know if they came out and, like, they didn't announce she was fired. They said, oh, she's not under contract with us, and we don't envision us having a project for her soon. Or I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that from yeah. what you saw, right? Yeah, it's like how the, the WWE does it, where they're like, we wish them well in their future endeavors. They don't ever say they're fired or anything like that. They they keep it very, they, they, they don't ever say the word fired, basically. Yeah, and I guess that's, like, the mature way to do it. Um, I don't know if she handled it the most mature way. No, but that's part of the reason that that she's no longer with them. Um, and I guess the the short synopsis, just to sum it up, before we talk about you know what it means going forward, she basically compared being conservative to being Jewish in the time of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Um. Which obviously didn't go over well. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think, except the extreme, extreme people, I don't even think most conservatives agree with that take. Like, she, obviously, yes, she's conservative, but I don't think people like myself, like, view all conservatives the same way that we view people like her, people like Kurt Schilling. Like, I don't know, that I'm sure the same way that conservatives don't view all, like, liberals is, like, burning AOC even though like I don't think that's totally a fair comparison but like I don't think any like the way she sums it up is like like the way she's leading it on is like you know they see all conservatives as this thing to hate on when it's more like the proud boy like we see the proud boys like that and we see like um I can't think of all like the you know what I mean though all the hate groups and stuff yeah the alt-right yeah the alt-right um so I don't know as someone who's like, as someone who's more conservative than myself, do you see it? Like, do you see what she's saying, and do you feel that way, or do you feel like there's definitely different classes of um, conservatism when it comes to how how you're viewed? So, first off, definitely don't definitely don't agree with what she said. That that was buffoonish. What she oh, said. Oh yeah, I didn't even mean agree. I mean like. I, I guess I can say we both, I, I think we both 
see in her brain where she's coming from. Yeah, that that's what um, I texted you earlier this yeah. week when we when you brought it up. I I can yeah. see the the lines that she took to get there, but she really she really leaped over a couple of <laughs> a couple of very important points in order to mm-hmm. get to connect those dots. Um I yeah, like I said, I see I see because I you're right. I I, I am more conservative than you in some ways like more economically but mm-hmm. i so i've had conversations with people that are pretty conservative and i see their mentality it's it's very similar on both sides mm-hmm. but one side has the intelligence for the most part to not compare themselves to an entire race who was attempted I to mean, be genocided most of the time you still see once in a while yeah um, i see it but so, i mean but I where where I disagree is that that you said that people don't see an entire group like completely lumped together because I know even on our page on a on a legal defense we've had people and I've had conversations with people who were like all Republicans are evil no matter yep. what oh yeah so I think I, but I don't think that's everybody yeah I mean I think when you reference that page like I I can think of stuff in my head I mean there's only like a hundred 25 people so it's not like there's that many people right but I, and i can like picture five or six people that are very like opposed to my views that i have great conversations with yeah. and then there's like there's one or two that no matter what i say they'll like think it's a fight yeah um like i posted something yesterday and it was just about like you know and a story came out about trump being sicker than they let on and i think i kind of agree with them not having to like disclose everything to the public mm-hmm and I didn't state an opinion. I said, what are people's thoughts on this? And one, one of those people was like trying to pick a fight. And I was like, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I didn't state my opinion. So you're assuming that like, but for the most part, like I have good conversations with people. And like, when, like, I mean, I know you talk, we both talked to Dante, like he's more conservative than I have. And, and I always tell him, he makes really good points about stuff that in ways that I don't think about it. Cause like a lot of the people that I, I try to discuss with don't lay it out the way that he lays it out, which is like, I appreciate the way, like when when you talk to him, I appreciate the way that he lays things out. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think there's a big disconnect because of the lack of communication. Because oh, definitely. Especially on the internet, like the internet <laughs> is it's its own special circle of hell. But I think people will go on there, and they're so used to the the echo chambers. Like that mm-hmm. that's been a big topic of debate over the past year. Is you know with things like Parler and and Twitter, and those two areas which are very much echo chambers for either side well mm-hmm. one, one was before it got shut down um <laughs> yeah but i think i think the issue is that people don't want to talk like you're saying where we can sit down and talk to dante and he disagrees with us about a lot of stuff but we can also have a civil conversation about it and and come to an understanding and not have a a fight where it boils down to name calling and personal insults right away yeah yeah, I mean, I think if we all lived on the same street, we'd all be, like, great friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we wouldn't, like, be like, oh, that's my fucking neighbor that talks about, that's, like, oh, conservative. Like, you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. So, but the thing that is interesting, so after she got let go from Disney, she created a cancel culture. Um, and then she announced that she was going to make a movie with the daily wire, which is a website. Um, I guess it's run by Ben Shapiro. Um, and it somehow, somehow Ben Shapiro is attached to the daily wire and they're making a movie. I think she's making a movie and he's just like 
supporting it. Mm-hmm. And she said, they can't cancel us all if we don't let them. And she said, it's a, it's a dream come true to get to produce and direct her own movie. So like how you, the, she's kind of like disproving cancel culture right there for, <laughs> you know, what happened. And then her dream came true. And then they can't cancel us if we don't let them like, she's basically saying it's a choice to get canceled <laughs> like yeah i i think it's, she, i think what she's trying to say there is that she's going to fight back against it and you know she's trying to rally the troops basically oh no I, I agree and i'm sure this also like plays really well to the people that she's going to want to watch her movie i'm sure this happening is going to make her movie more popular than it would have been if if she didn't get canceled you uh-huh. know what i mean yeah um, even though she was she was affiliated with Star Wars, so she had some fans, but I don't like I don't see a lot of people being such huge Gina Carano fans that they're gonna follow her to you know her own independent project or whatever. Yeah. But now I think they will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, since she doubled down on it, I think. And that... it... Go ahead. I was gonna say it's. I also heard an interview where somebody that worked with her. Um, uh, it wasn't on the, uh, Star Wars. It, they worked with her on something and after they like went up to the director and like wouldn't it be easier to get an actor and make them look like they know how to fight than get a fighter and make them look like they know how to act because they were just like because she was apparently such a bad actress at the time um even though i'm i think she did fine in star wars like her role was kind of like seems like a role that she would fit into pretty seamlessly yeah but i mean she seemed fine on it but apparently she's not the best actress by I mean, I'm not really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm pretty. Sure it was Deadpool, right? That's what she was in. That was that was her, right? She was the muscle. She was in Deadpool. She was in something else that was like a one word, like um, fighting, not fighting, but like violent movie. Yeah, well, she didn't say really anything in Deadpool if she said anything at all. I think, but I mean, yeah, she's Haywire. She's in a movie called Haywire, and that's what they're talking about. Okay, you never heard of that, but me neither. Hey, I'm just looking at her INDB, and then I recognize the oh, it's the Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh yeah, they also had to dub over some of her lines because she was so bad at <laughs> um at doing her lines. Well, yeah, it was a oh Bean. No, that's actually Lemmy. We're we're dog sitting. Oh, oh um, okay. There's it's a sports radio talk guy. His his dog, and so that's why my cat's all over me because she, <laughs> Lemmy a... likes to chase the cat. So we have the cat in a separate part of the house. So okay. she doesn't she doesn't see me a lot. So now she's like, that's where I'm recording. So she's all over me. Okay. But yeah, that's Lemmy, named after Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, I, f- I figured that's the only famous Lemmy I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they they make the excuse that she's a UFC fighter, but that's not really that's not really an excuse there's there's an excuse what do you mean for her being a a bad actor or oh oh, yeah whatever like she there's frank grillo who is a i believe he was a ufc fighter he was at least a trainer and he was in that show kingdom which was incredible and he was really good in it but rampage jackson did something or yeah rampage jackson did something right yeah yeah i think so i think he was in uh he's in the team okay oh yeah southpaw and then um there was Ronda Rousey, I guess, which I don't know if she's a Ugh, great actress. Not a fan of her. <laughs> there's also some, um, I guess it's not the same, but there's also some, like a lot of WWF people that transitioned better because I think acting's part of, you know, the putting on the show. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. 
But I mean, the issue, I mean, she's complaining about all the cancel culture, but she already, she had to have had a warning before for when she said her other stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think when we talked about her in the first week, when she was talking about um, the pronoun thing, Mm -hmm. complaining about that, and then she doubled down from that. Well, you know, do you know what I found out about the pronoun thing? Um, So Pedro Pascal is on the, he is the Mandalorian. Right. He has a, uh, I think... I think a sister who right, yeah. is trans. And so Pedro sat down and talked to her about how it affects people and stuff like that. And like how important it is to be inclusive and stuff. And after that conversation, she like doubled down. Yeah. yeah which I, is like I think, shitty. Like everyone likes Pedro Pascal. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think she's just generally not a good person. I don't yeah. want to make the, I don't like to make the assumption, but from those kind of stories, like if he sat down and was like, Hey, this is how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. maybe you know you don't even have to change your mind just don't be so vocal about it yeah exactly like you can feel what you feel but you don't need to promote like there's no benefit for her to promote her feelings on it you know what i mean she's not gaining anything from it. all she's doing is hurting people right um and i you know i i might have told you this but i, I trained mma for a little bit oh okay and um there's a couple of people there like rich franklin was going for the title at the time um kenny florian was training there but he was having like a fight with the management about paying his bills and stuff but so there's like some legit fighters there but in general like they're they were all super nice like the nicest people right but i'm sure there's some that have got enough concussions where also like they kind of lose their filter and they just you know, they, they can't necessarily like CTE, basically they can't necessarily, um, yeah. Control what, what they want to say and what they should keep to themselves. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if she could have just been an asshole before. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying (laughs) to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she doesn't deserve it. (laughs) I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I know, I, I know a couple of people who were, uh, MMA fighters that they train in it. And for the most part, you know, you're right. They are super nice because, they don't they're not insecure they're not worried about trying to look tough because they know who they are mm-hmm. so for the most a, part they're... a lot of it's like a fraternity too where they're like you know we all go through this together and there's a couple that they don't like for like personal reasons and stuff but for the most part it's, it is very chummy yeah yeah absolutely i think at this point i think it's safe to say that she's just a prick <laughs> like there's, yeah there's no two yeah. ways around it you if you double down quadruple down at this point do you think if we're just pr- to predict and there's no way for us to know one way or another do you think um she's gonna her career is gonna take off in a in a manner of like she's gonna be someone that all people that want that are very strong right wing that want to make a project will reach out to or do you think that she'll kind of sit the level she is or you think she might fade away i think she fades away i think th- yeah. these kind of people they're kind of flash in the pans where they have a lot of press i mean she's not even that big if i were to go ask say my parents or somebody they wouldn't know who she is Mm -hmm. so it's not like she's on the news all day every day yeah if her gimmick let's say for acting is like being like a strong athletic character also like how long can that go on like we see like some male action stars that go on for a long time because they're such a huge name like Bruce Willis like if he was like a, a normal n- like averagely known actor not a huge superstar he wouldn't be able to keep doing these movies that he's doing now like yeah like the rock might be the exception and he's probably he's still probably in his 40s so like i don't know even if she 
does five more movies i don't know how much longer she can keep up just the being the like grunt character yeah unless she like expands her acting chops well i think it was more of a novelty before because you didn't have the the quote-unquote badass woman in Mm -hmm. movies as much but now we're getting so many more of them like with marvel and um yep now the boys over there on amazon they Mm -hmm. had their big thing um I think it's becoming more and more normalized and you're seeing women, I think, feel safer and more yeah. more encouraged to, to do those kind of roles. And Speaking of badass women, did you hear one name that people want to replace her in The Mandalorian? Uh, I've seen a lot. I saw Michelle Rodriguez. I saw... Oh, she'd be good too. The one I saw was Lucy Lawless, Xena, the warrior princess from the 90s. Oh, yeah. But, um, but how old is she at this point? I don't know, but she still looks good. Let's Does she? Yeah. See Lawless. She is fifty two. Okay. Well, yeah, wow. so like she she looks a lot different than she did in the Xena days too. Like maybe it's just the hair being blonde or whatever, but I don't know. She still got it. She, that'd be cool. Um what did I say she was fifty two? How long how old do we think Gina Crown was like upper thirties? Yeah, thirties or forties, somewhere around there, yeah. She didn't fight in the she's, UFC that she's long. She's thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 38. I so, honestly think they should just write off the character like they've it wasn't even that important of a character in the show yeah. this season. There was like no emotional tie to that character. No. So speaking of like people that should get canceled. <laughs> you wanted to talk a little bit about something called PlayStation 5. Tell me what what is a PlayStation 5? Oh, it's this it's a small little thing that's been going on um past couple months. <laughs> no. Yeah, so so what's going on with the with the PS5? So, I like many people have been searching for one since its release, but they've been had they've been basically having limited releases because they're not able to keep up with the demand because of COVID restrictions. They're not able to produce as many consoles. Mm-hmm. Um so what you're having is people, you basically have to go in at 8 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning just right away, and the things are gone within five minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have to catch so it. So how do you even know it's going to like go on sale at that time? There are people, who, there are like Twitter accounts and stuff that will send you an update and be like, all right, go to this website right now. Okay. And you basically have like five to ten minutes, and you have to have your card ready, and you have to be able to check out in time to be able to get do, it do you think it's easier for you to log on and get a ps5 or it is for an 80 year old to log in and <laughs> get a vaccine <laughs> uh probably easier to get a vaccine at this point okay. I, know, I know a lot of people have got it um, yeah my brother my little brother even got it because he works in a pharmacy but um yeah they're basically impossible to find right now but what you've got is a ton of scalpers so far that's that's a big thing coming out so if you google it you can go you can find one but what you'll run into is people selling them for eight, nine hundred dollars, thousand dollars, some crazy price, because they're going in there and buying a bunch up, and then just holding on to them and trying to sell them to people for an exuberant amount of money. Which, as someone who lives down in the Gulf Coast, we've run across. I know this is a bit of a stretch, but bear with me. Uh, we go through a lot of hurricanes, and whenever a hurricane's about to hit, everybody goes to evacuate and. You always fill up on gas. You fill up the gas in your generators. Um, you go in and buy big things of water. Um, and what you'll run into some of the times is people jacking up the price because they mm-hmm. know everybody needs it and they don't have any other option. 
Mm-hmm. And when those people get found out, they get sued into the Stone Age, like basically put out of business because it's either I don't remember if it's illegal or but it's definitely frowned upon. Like people will shut you down over it. Yeah, I think there is something about like reselling stuff. Like you'll see a lot of products that say not for resale and stuff. Yeah. Um, and also during emergencies like that, I do think that some places cap how many people can buy so they'll like keep coming back and just getting more and more so they can basically do that yeah so it's the same i mean i know it's not an emergency situation getting a ps5 even though it feels like one for me um (laughs) but it's definitely it's the same you know along the same lines i took the gina carano route to get there (laughs) but But... even if it's you know the difference is obviously like you said one is a ps5 and one it's like water which is important but there's also other places to get water there's other ways to get water and it's also you know going making one water bottle like one thing of water a dollar's worth five dollars worth right not making this five hundred dollar what is it like five hundred dollars right right yeah five making like a thousand dollars or whatever right um so i i don't know if but there was there was an article about it that that's what i sent to you Mm -hmm. and the scalpers were quoted as saying, "We're tired of feeling like the bad guy. Tired of being, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being attacked." So Darth Vader. Yeah. So uh, they're they're basically the Gina Carano of PlayStation Fives. Like they're like, "We're tired of being treated like the bad guys here. We're the victims because like, we're trying to provide on, a service." Like, no, no, no. Honestly, what do they expect? Like, you're doing this to make money. Okay, good. Make your money. That's fine. But you can't expect to make your money and everyone be thrilled with you. <laughs> like, right. You yeah. can't have it both ways. Exactly. It's it's. I saw it and it made my eyes light up. I was like, these people. I'm like, I'm kind of okay with someone that, like, waited in line and might have bought one and then decides to resell it or bought one for themselves and then bought another one and resell it. But right. these people that are, like, buying – like, the people that have these bots that – now can like however it works it logs in and just buys you in bulk as soon as it comes on sale like yeah i don't know man that's like snaking the system yeah it's not like you're saving anybody from getting one you're in fact taking them away from people who could go on there and get one yeah and then being like look i got you i know it's it's running out so here i've got one here for you like no you you stole it from you basically stole our opportunity to get one and then you're going to gouge the price on us yeah there's no scenario in which they're the good guy. Um, there's like, I could, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to even understand like what they think. Like, do you think they actually believe that they're unfairly being prosecuted? Or you think that they know it, but they just want to say it to play the victim? No, I think a lot of people nowadays do want to play the victim. Like they, they honestly see themselves in any situation as the victim. I think we have a very a victim-based society right now um, that may catch a little bit of heat, but I really, I really think it's like programmed into people's brains now. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have talked about this last night on Drunk Dads. Did do you get, do you want to talk about the mass national anthem thing, or did you guys talk about that? Uh, we talked about it a bit. Um, I, I personally don't care one way or the other yeah me too that's what's funny about it like especially when there's no fans in the stands like or like little like who's who's it even for at this point mm -hmm. imagine going into work every day i'm sure they do in the military but i think what you work in sales right 
uh well service but yeah service yeah. and i work with dogs like imagine us going to our job each day and just starting off with the national anthem like that's so weird yeah no it, and then steve brought up a good point is that they didn't even like the players weren't out there for it before mm -hmm. like pre 9 11 the players were still mm -hmm. in the locker room whenever they did the national anthem it was a post 9 11 thing for you know for basically to boost patriotism mm -hmm. And I'm all for it for um, international events. Like if you are Team USA playing mm. against Team Canada, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for Olympics or whatever. I, I I see, you know, we're uniting as a nation. Yeah. But in this, like in basketball, for instance, it's an American team playing for an American team. So now we're all speak. All right. So we're all on the same side, though, because America. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I mean... Like you said, I, I, it doesn't really, it doesn't really mean anything to me one way or the other. Like I used, we used to do it at the beginning of school every day, mm -hmm. yep. um, and that was when I was more, more indoctrinated mm -hmm. <laughs> in the in the more conservative side. And you know, we would we would throw things at the kids who would sit down during the mm -hmm. during the national anthem. We would make fun of them. Um, but nowadays, I think we've come to an understanding that that the I think we're far enough removed from nine eleven to where we don't mm -hmm. as much buy into the patriotism. Yeah, and I do think in school I don't mind it because also it's important for the kids to to learn the words of it and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you don't need it at sporting events. I do like at sporting events. Um, I'm sure there's everywhere, but like at Fenway, for instance, you know, half in the middle of the fifth inning, they'll have like today's salute the troops and they'll have like troops come out and stand on the dugout and wave and they'll talk about them and everyone claps and stuff yeah like I, to me that's better than doing the national anthem well that's what i was saying in in the drunk dad's pod i was saying it, it would for me it would be like if they took out the the stars at night song they play in the middle of the seventh inning you know they do the seventh inning stretch if they took that mm -hmm. song out i wouldn't care i would stand up still go get get peanuts and beer or whatever and go back to my seat i wouldn't <laughs> i don't get jazzed up for a song in the middle of a game or the yeah. beginning of a game yeah and i'd much rather if they're gonna use that time i'd much rather have them honor like specific heroes or do you know they'll do like the raffle and the money goes towards helping veterans stuff like that yeah I'd, I'd much rather use the time if they're gonna do it to to do something productive instead of just like literally pledging our allegiance yeah um and it they were doing it for they're the Mavs were not playing it for like three weeks to a month or something, right? And no one cared. Well, they hadn't played it all season, but okay. no, nobody knew because there was nobody at the games. Mm -hmm. And I guess somebody mentioned it, and Cuban was like, yeah, we're not playing it. My issue with with what they're doing, though, is that he hasn't said why or anything about it. He was just like, yeah, we're not playing it. If mm -hmm. he's If he's going to do that, at least bring up why you're doing it. Yeah, I also heard he asked to leave for permission, and they said it was okay. And then after fans started going back, then they the league sent out that press release that basically said, like, with fans coming back, we want everybody to start playing it. So he got permission from the league, at least from the story that I read. Yeah, which, which is also kind of weird. Yeah, it, you know, he got it for them for when the fans weren't there because nobody mm -hmm. cares, but, you know. You would think if... Like, if I was a commissioner and he came up to me and asked, I would say, I mean, just play it. Like, it's not hurting anybody. Like, I'm surprised the league gave him permission from the league standpoint. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I guess they did. Um, yeah, it's 
it kind of gives me weird feelings because in one hand I'm like it's good to be patriotic and the other hand I'm like this is one step closer to like authoritarianism I can't even say that word <laughs> yeah but like one step closer to like North Korea where they or where they make you you know pronounce it every day all the time or whatever yeah um so I don't know I I don't know how I feel about it but I'm fine with not playing it I feel Actually, okay, I I figured out. What it, I feel worse towards forcing it to be played. I think every team should just be given their own. If they want to play it, cool, they can play it. If they don't, they don't. But it's it feels weird to me to mandate it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the issue. Is that you're basically telling you're forcing players to want to have to kneel during it, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna make a bigger. It's gonna make a bigger show, whereas you could just not play it and then you could avoid a lot of controversy. Yeah. That's funny you bring that up, the kneeling for it, because I don't remember us talking about cancel culture when these people wanted these athletes out of sports because they kneel during the national anthem. Right. Yeah, we talked about it last night. They, we brought up Kaepernick and talked about him for a bit. It, I yeah. mean, people were certainly upset, and they didn't want him to – I mean, they were very understanding when he wasn't in the league. They're like, mm-hmm. good, he doesn't deserve a job. But I – it, I don't know. It didn't seem like as much of a big deal. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, both, like, both sides were claiming, have claimed cancel culture at this point now. Cause yeah. you're right. He did. He did say like, I've been blackballed from the league, mm-hmm. which is just a, another way of saying it. Yeah. So with him, it, it's trickier to me because as like a football fan and, and you might agree with me, you might not, but I don't know if he was good enough to be a starter. No. And he might've been looking for a starting money so i do think like that was a really complicated situation um where i do feel like at a certain point it it he's probably right that he, they didn't no one want him anymore because it wasn't worth the trouble to them but i think initially he might have been asking for more than teams are willing to give him yeah and that, it corresponded with what he was doing that was one of the reports is that he wanted starters money and nobody wanted to pay him that because mm-hmm. they don't know how long it's even going to last mm-hmm. um yeah, I I think that that had a lot of layers to it. The the Kaepernick yeah. situation. Yeah, I think it has more layers to it than Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Kurt I chilling. But it is always funny to me how how there's always it's basically two sides of the same coin with a lot of these issues like cancel culture, mm-hmm. where whether people want to admit it or not, they have claimed the same thing. They've just called it something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone wants people to be somewhat held responsible for stuff that they do or say. Mm-hmm. But I think the the issue is, you know, what do we consider is being held responsible? You know, there's a difference between like, you know, you get suspended from like Bill Simmons got suspended from ESPN for a month or whatever. Yeah. Like th- that's, that's one form of responsibility. And then there's getting fired from a franchise of star Wars, or there's some people that, you know, will never get a job again. So yeah, it's like you're saying. It's different layers depending on what you did and how you can even be punished. Because you know, depending on what you do for a career, your punishment will be different. Because you know, an actor, his punishment is literally decided by each individual movie company. Where as an athlete, it's decided by the league, and also the season is very particular time of the year. Whereas for an actor, you can get a movie any any time. Whereas football, you can only get a job during these six months of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I I think yeah. a lot of you know a lot of the 
my issue with it right now is the Twitter justice is I've complained about it on here before, but the fact that we basically demonize people based on things that you see on Twitter, accusations mm-hmm. that you see on Twitter, and it kind of just snowballs because one person sees it on there and goes, oh, okay, well, I'll take that mm-hmm. as as the the gospel and it just runs with it. And then the next person that follows them sees it and does the same thing. And then it becomes. Yeah. It's honestly surprising that this kind of thing hasn't just made Twitter crumble. Like if half of what it's being used for is just bringing down other people that use it. Like how's, it's how's Twitter still surviving? It's insane. Yeah. But I mean, as long as you say the right thing, then mm-hmm. you're allowed to be on there. But we, I think yeah. we, we talked about it last week. It's, I mean, it's gotta be tough to, to constantly be updating your software pretty much like okay this is out of the this is out of the vocabulary can't say this anymore like mm-hmm. you know, we discussed with like friend zone can't say mm-hmm. that anymore and it, i mean yeah i think the best move and this goes for gina carano especially would be to keep your mouth shut a lot of the time and don't i mean if if you're not educated on a situation don't don't run your mouth about it yeah you know you almost have to like weigh it to be like is this important enough to me to say that might cause me to lose a job right you know if it's important enough for you then you're devoted to it it might be worth it to lose your job if it's just like like this isn't going to benefit me but i just want people to know how i feel that's not necessarily something that is worth losing your job over yeah as i I think that's a big issue with the internet is we've given basically validated everybody's opinion because they can Mm -hmm. go on there and say whatever they want and everybody has to read it Mm -hmm. so 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 the last thing i wanted to talk about was impeachment and i didn't want to go into the whole thing um because it's it's complicated and a lot of it would just be circle talk but i do think that like the defense was i don't know if you watched it was just like really comically bad to an extent where like if i wanted to vote to acquit if i was in the gop i would be livid that with like the case that they made i think i would rather just have voted and later like you know you vote and then a reporter will ask you why you voted and explain my thinking than have to have these people give me a reason to agree with them when their reasoning is really bad yeah and they would do things like so I'm sure you saw that there's a lot of people on the right complaining that the left showed an edited video where it's basically like taking, it would take the speech and then it would show the protesters and stuff like that. And then show the speech and show protesters. So like it was showing how the words were, you know, matching up to the actions. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing that the defense harped on and harped on and harped on, which is okay, fine. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um, I understand the reason to show it. I understand the reason to argue against it. But he, he went on and, and complained about it for like half an hour. And then immediately after, he showed a video of the left. And then he, it was edited to show like people protesting and rioting. So like if you're not making it, if you think this shouldn't be used, then you're doing the same exact thing. And it's like, I mean, obviously we know, we know all the hypocrisy in, in politics. But yeah, they're kind of trying to take all the nuance out of everything and to that extent they're making it seem like nothing anyone can ever do can cause someone to be held accountable in politics which is like the last thing that i think either side wants right now let me get the, well no I, that. I think i think the <laughs> i think the politicians don't want that to happen i right. think the voters do want that to happen yeah um is that what you're gonna say yeah it's exactly what i was gonna See? say <laughs> great, great minds so like 
So like they're basically making the case more or less that no one can ever be impeached ever. And yeah. they're not even making a great case of it, but as a voter, that's like to me the worst possible scenario. Like I would never want to have a system where we can't hold like we can hold them accountable by votes, but in between in between the elections, like there's no way to hold them accountable anymore. Like that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately that's kind of what we've had for our in our entire country's existence no one mm-hmm. no one's ever been impeached before yeah yeah no one's ever been removed from from office absolutely wild but i yeah. mean that's why it's it's so laughable you're right that they had they basically had a slam dunk all they had to do is not make an ass in themselves and they did mm-hmm. they did everything they i mean they're still gonna win yeah probably but they're not making it easy on themselves oops see when you're breaking up again oh sorry I was just saying, they're they're not making hey, it easy. Hello, you're breaking up again. Uh oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And no, are you back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Am I okay? Bro- am I you just broke up for a second, but you came you came back on. Um, yeah, like even if the lawyer didn't say anything, came out and showed the video. Like if he didn't bitch about the the Democrats video, if he just didn't say anything, came out and showed his version of the video, and then just said we rest our case to me that would have been a better argument even though the the video obviously had a lot of nuance to it that didn't go explained i would rather have that have been my defense as the gop than just this what this guy was just rambling about and then he would just start yelling and slamming his hands about nothing and like it's it's kind of like what happens when you watch jim jordan where it's just a lot of volume over a lot of substance so i don't know that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, they're on like their what third string lawyers right now. It's Yeah. He also kept complaining that he only had eight days to make this case. And it's like, that's not anyone's fault except the person you're defending. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't know how many times he mentioned he only had eight days. Like, sorry. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. Yeah. And then he was, he's complaining that they didn't have like witnesses and stuff. And then they're like, okay, let's bring out witnesses. And they're like, no. <laughs> like what? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's, like it sucks because nothing's going to come of it but i do hope that people like i hope that even people that don't think he should be impeached see like what's happening and at least like see the people that should be held accountable for like not holding each other accountable like i hope it at least brings awareness to how much they're allowed to get away with and i don't know if that will happen but i hope at least everyone can come to see that no, they probably won't. I'm sure they'll all see themselves as uh, Jewish people living in the time of the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... And I, I, like, really don't know if they're if they're putting the short term, if the GOP is putting the short term over the long term, if that's a good move or not. No. Like, no. but, I mean, to them, they're all 60 and 70. So, you know, maybe they're only looking for one or two more terms. So for them, it might be in their best interest as politicians. That's what I always like. I like to think about like why they're making these decisions. And I don't, I think long-term it's going to really hurt their party. I think we're going to look back at this last, I want to say four years, but probably as long as eight years, like as long as birtherism has been around, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to look back just at this time in our politics and be like ashamed. uh, Some of us already are, but like, I I don't know if if they're if a lot of these people are actually gonna like 
come to grips with what actually happened. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. No, I, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, and I hope they do. I've thought about this myself. Um, you hope that eventually they do see the light and be like, okay, well, this we were clearly just mesmerized here by, mm-hmm. by you know, basically feeling like the victim. That's a lot of it is what it's become now. Yeah, and as as liberal as I am, I'd rather have two parties that could meet in the middle mm-hmm. and get some stuff done for everyone. Like I don't expect everything to get done for one side, nothing for the other side. If 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 like each side get half of what they wanted, I'd be much happier than having like this division. And obviously, it takes both sides to cause the division. But I think one side is definitely more um, strong-headed in it than the other, which I think is part of the problem. Uh, yeah. See, I, that's where we're different. I think it's both. <laughs> But like, I don't know. Like I don't want to have any more AOC slander on here for you. No, no, no. So I, I, I but, I'm, but think of like the the high up people on on each side. Like, mm-hmm. like Biden is definitely more middle than Trump. Kamala's more middle than Pence, probably, just because he has some like really a couple of things that he's really passionate about that probably are far from middle. Yeah. Um, and like I think Pelosi, even though. Even I don't agree with a lot of her stuff. I feel like she's more productive than Mitch. So, like, I think definitely down lower, lower, like newer, younger people. I I think it's probably split pretty evenly. But like, I think higher up, it's definitely like one side. And I think it's part of the strength of the GOP because they're better at playing politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that they're better at playing politics kind of hurts our political system in general. I think they're also for the most part, more united than a lot of, because there's so many variances of the left, like what people want as far as change. Yeah, I think you're right. Whereas the GOP, they don't want a lot of change, so they're pretty much dug in. Even things like, um, oh man, what was, I can't, I'm blanking on his name. There was the, he he was an SNL writer and he he was a senator and there was a a picture of him like pretending to grope someone when she was asleep and the party made him step down. Like, the right would never do that because they're so close knit. Like you're saying like they're like the left is so much more divided where they would take, like they would ask one of their people to step down because of something like that, where we yeah. see, we see that they wouldn't do that with Marjorie Taylor green. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that acts to their strength, but I think also having almost, this might sound stupid, but having such a strong party is bad for our politics. <laughs> well, yeah. De- depending on what side you're on for sure. Because... Well, I think if either side was like totally in power, I I don't know how productive we would be. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like, I think a majority is is awful because then you just have one side deciding pretty much everything. Yeah, I I think I've gone on my rant with you before about the um, representational politics, where I I think like the amount of votes you get is how many representatives you should get, so like third party people can actually get people in Congress and stuff like that. But it would be nice. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be a whole episode, pretty much, for yeah. us. So, I want I did have a question for you, real quick, yeah. al- along the same lines as, um, what we were just talking about. I know last week we were very excited about a a little documentary that came out this week, and I think you watched it, right? You watched the whole My Pillow documentary. Um, no, I watched ninety minutes. It was two hours long. Oh. So I didn't see the last 30 minutes. Oh, um, you, you missed the twist ending? 
Wait, was there a twist ending? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, he kept teasing that there was going to be, which, I mean, good good showmanship. He kept teasing that something was coming, so I kept waiting. Um, but once once uh, I was out of work, I had to drive, and I turned it off when I was driving, and I never turned it back on. But um, he kept teasing that there was going to, like, this breaking evidence, this breaking evidence. And it might have maybe it was in the last thirty minutes, but I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm. It's possible he had something. I don't like. I was hoping. I, I was actually really rooting for him. <laughs> I was rooting for you. I, I wanted him to have evidence that people could look into and like debate over. Uh huh. But he, like, he had some graphics that weren't cited that just had numbers that he even said, "Oh, we brought this to the Secretary of State," and they. They said these numbers aren't right, and he was taking that as it's it's a big fix, mm-hmm. as opposed to like if he brought those to the Secretary of State and they said you're absolutely right, he would have ran with it and said, look, they said I'm absolutely absolutely right. He wouldn't have said it was a big fix, right? So like he was just throwing stuff out there, and the fact that nobody was corroborating this stuff to him was proof, which obviously in court that wouldn't hold up in the court yeah. of public opinion maybe it maybe it will you know yeah um he had some experts on and then the experts he would like interview him about voting systems and then so this this guy he worked for a voting system and he'd be like so is this what dominion did and then the guy be like oh i don't know i'm just talking about my system i don't know anything about dominion and like so like <laughs> what's he an expert on or like they would ask him about like he they had one guy that they interviewed about election law and he said what um other countries have done like what could be done to other countries to rig an election uh-huh. and he said that that happened in the united states he's like well i'm in, I'm in no place to say if it happened in the united states i'm just telling you what could happen and like the my pillow guy wants to make, see hardcore evidence like <laughs> like i don't think he knows what that word means uh, the guy um, the guy is a buffoon but it was it wasn't a documentary in the sense of like you're thinking of like you know watching a movie with scenes and interviews and edits and footage it was just it was basically a talk show setting he was sitting at a desk and then he would zoom in with with these experts and just talk to them so it was like it was like a two hour long alex jones show pretty much yeah like i i guess that's considered i don't know like what defines a documentary not that (laughs) but like if I don't know if someone was at a desk and they, I guess is it would be like is Anderson Cooper a documentary? I wouldn't say so. It was basically like an Anderson Cooper show where he's sitting at a desk and talking to guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't even call it a documentary; he called it a docu movie, which <laughs> makes me think he did that for legal reasons. But I can't say for sure. Yeah. Like if there's a way he can be like, no, I was saying it was a movie that was of documents <laughs> instead of being like it was a document. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I. I'm interested to know how much he spent on that because I used to work at TV stations all the way back to college TV stations mm-hmm. and his production quality was probably level to what the TV <laughs> TV station production quality was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen worse, but it was interesting. And it was all green screen. Like he was sitting in front of green screen or like weird stuff behind him, which is also kind of weird because he could just put a backdrop, but that's just my TV background. It's just a little nitpick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't, and I didn't hear anything about it afterwards. So I don't know if it caught on anywhere. Like, I don't know if anyone in the right, cause I try to like at least keep a slight eye on what's right when media is talking about. Cause I like to 
hear both sides of it. Sure. Um, even if I don't agree with it, it's still interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even see anyone talk about it after. It did play on Newsmax 17 times in three days. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I'm sure they talked about it, but Newsmax is not one of the places that I look at. So I don't know. I mean, the, the th- I know a lot of Trump supporters, unfortunately, and they they don't even like the guy. Yeah. Like one of the one person in particular that I'm thinking of is a is big time on the Trump train and he is very vocal about being against the my pillow guy. He's like, No, the guy's an idiot. <laughs> Do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh if I'm trying to go to sleep sometimes. That's okay. That's one he of just the- reminds me of Charlie's uncle who is like he looks like Charlie's uncle, but Charlie's uncle is like a creep and you're supposed to get like pedophile vibes from him. Okay. Um but he just reminds me of that character. Uh, he's gives he's gives, like weird vibes and kind of looks creepy. Um, yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a weird dude. Yeah, I hope he got something out of it because um, I don't because I haven't seen him talk about it. Like I forgot about it until he just brought it up. <laughs> well, I'm, I spent almost two hours of my life watching it. Sounds like it was riveting. Yeah, it was. No, like I I tried to follow as much as I could. There's some things that were over my head because um, sometimes some, one of the guys would just like start dropping big words about behind the scenes computer programs like that stuff whatever i didn't understand but i tried to listen to it as much as i could maybe i just wasn't smart enough to pick up on what he was saying i'm i can well we'll I, assume that's the case <laughs> i i would like to think that he didn't know what it means either he's just like yeah look at this guy <laughs> well yeah i, I i'm 100 percent sure that some of the things people said he didn't understand because they would say stuff and then he would be like yeah that's right and then say something that kind of count contradicted what the guy said but <laughs> what he wanted him to have said um so there's definitely some things he didn't understand too yeah but i don't know he did also he talked a lot about how stores weren't selling his pillows anymore uh, <laughs> so, so he did get the, the free advertisement on on those stations that played his movie he got all the my pillow drops in i wonder if it are the pillows good has have you ever used one i don't know anyone that uses one i you know the the person i'm pet sitting for my pillow used to advertise at a station. I should ask if um if he got any free he, ones. If he got any free ones, yeah, what he thinks of it. <laughs> I'll find out. I'll do some research and All right. get back to you. Report back to us next week. Well, they're not coming back till next Sunday, so oh, I'll, okay. I'll, it might be two weeks from now, but I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll be waiting. I'll be holding my breath for it. <laughs> That's pretty good timing. We're we're about at an hour. So do you have anything else you want to touch on? Um, do we want to talk about the halftime show thing? Or I oh, didn't... yeah. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? No, I didn't know what you wanted to talk about with it. Oh, so I mean, I didn't really know his music. Okay. Um, there was like one or two songs that I kind of recognized, but it was probably the second worst halftime show I've seen behind Black Eyed Peas. Okay. I he, interesting. So the music wasn't mixed well, and I know normally um, Daft Punk makes his music, but whoever mixes together is kind of weird. He didn't have on other guests, which I could be COVID reasons or it could be him trying to flex and if it was a flex I think it kind of backfired on him because there's no other musicians and he's not a good dancer and showman stuff like yeah he, sure he has, a, he has a good voice but there's nothing to the show that like caught my excitement and also when he was running around in the like mirror maze remove mirror things made me kind of dizzy <laughs> yeah that I did hear that complaint is that it made people nauseous in that I see I know his music I enjoy it um I've never really gotten up for a halftime show. It's never really blown my mind. There's some I liked. Like I, I mean, I was a kid. I thought Michael Jackson's halftime show was really good. Obviously, 
it probably doesn't play the same these days as it would have back then. Right. Um, oh, I, what are the ones? I like the the Chili Peppers one. Oh I, yeah, yep. I, I like that one, but I mean, for the most part, it's not usually my kind of music that's playing. Yeah, I, I'm not into pop music. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a band that's played it that I was really like, that's my band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think he's a a fine musician. I just think performance wise, like it really lacked anything that hooked me see that's funny because i saw a thing i and i think i'm getting this number right he spent like seven million dollars on the mm-hmm. production he for did it. yeah i was watching and i was like where the hell is the seven million dollars at is it this it was room? all paying for the car at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> it's insane i was like is it the room of mirrors is that what is jacking up this price it's just yeah and then also the backup dancers were kind of creepy with like the surgical masks the plastic surgery maps he was he even down on the field at any point yeah he always running through okay yeah i thought he was like running through the up in the building and stuff i didn't even know what was going on yeah he was down there with the with the dancers that okay oh that's right at the end yeah i did see a tweet that i that i thought was funny where it said the the pepsi halftime show brought you by coke yeah. Because all songs are about being coked out and stuff. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was a good um, one. Um I mean I guess I guess you're right that like there's nothing really that about halftime shows in general that really draw me. But there was like I can always remember like iconic moments. Like I'm not a Katy Perry fan, but everyone that I, I was watching Super Bowl with loved the halftime show because the left shark was like was so out of sync and like oh, it, was, yeah. it was just like it was a good vibe and like was it did Lady Gaga perform? Who's the one that like came down from or maybe it was Pink? There's someone that came down like wrapped up in like ribbons and did yeah. some cool thing that yeah, i liked that was, that was lady gaga yeah like the ones in the 90s were you know those ones that had like timberlake and janet jackson was cool there was madonna and britney spears which yeah. was cool like this there's, there's there's a lot of cool ones that i remember and this isn't one that i don't think anyone's ever gonna look look back on and be like oh do you remember that 2021 halftime show with the weekend half yeah. the people can't even spell his name right like <laughs> oh you know it was a good one though it was the the beyonce one that one was good yeah yep yeah other than that i mean I've never, I think Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson are the most, I mean, they're only, they're infamous more than famous for their, Mm -hmm. for their halftime show. I think it would have been a good halftime show, even if it didn't, like if that didn't happen. And it's funny because speaking of like cancel culture, like that's how long it was going back. But no one even like in real time, nobody saw it until someone said it happened and people had to like pause and rewind it or like people would like take pictures of it for newspapers, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. that's the funniest thing about it. Like, you're there complaining about it happening, but no one would have known it happened if you didn't go and post it everywhere on the news talking right. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. It's such a fast thing. I was on a road trip during the game, so I was trying to catch it. It's when like car TVs first came out, yeah. So you can yep. kind of catch a little bit of a signal. So I was watching like mm-hmm. mostly grainy footage, but every mm-hmm. once in a while you could see a football flying through the air. And I remember watching. I was like, "Oh, how old was that?" And then ten-year-old Stephen disappeared for fifteen minutes. Everyone's like, "Hey, where'd he go?" <laughs> I was in the I was in the back of a car, and I remember <laughs> I remember hearing what happened afterwards, and I was like, "What? I missed that? Come yeah. on!" <laughs> well, even so, it was like covered up too. It wasn't even like I don't know. There's so many things that were so stupid about that the uproar. That's the conspiracy. Speak, speaking of which, speaking of, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm interested to see the Britney Spears documentary. Because I hear there's a lot of like revisionist history, just like how shitty she was treated by the media. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be cool to watch. Yeah, I'm still trying. I watched the Tiger Woods one, but I think oh, I yeah. I watched the wrong one. I think because I just watched <sighs> one where it was all just his winning, like it was his rise. 
it's two parts because i only watched the first part so far and it was all about golf yeah so where's so i don't know if you watched the second part but apparently the second part is where it gets juicy where's the second part because i watched it on it should be on hbo oh see i watched the one on peacock that's what it is oh yeah there's one on hbo and it's two parts okay um there's another documentary i might have talked about this that you should watch i don't know if it's a documentary but it's called in and of itself did you hear about this one in and of itself in and of itself it's on hulu and it's basically like a stage show that someone that frank oz recorded and made it a movie um but it's just like um it's hard to explain but it's it's a magician he's not really doing magic tricks but he's like a storyteller and like during his story so like do little tricks while he's talking about his story Mm mm-hmm this is really good. It's like an hour and a half and it's on Hulu and I would totally recommend watching it. It's, it's really cool. It makes you think. Okay. So I'm not, it? I'm not usually into documentaries. That's... Yeah. It's, it's not even one. It's, it's, it's like, a, it, it's a movie. It's just, um, you know, just a single, it's just a recording of someone doing a stage show. So like, I don't know what to classify it as. It's like, it's like Hamilton, but not a musical. Okay. Um, but it's just videotaped. So I don't know what genre it falls under. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's cool. And that's all I got, man. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm I, I'm about to go bit, uh, pick up my Yellowstone that I've been watching. That's what I'm watching right now. So I'm gonna go get back on that. Oh, I saw that. What do you What are you watching that on? Where's it streaming? I'm watching it on Peacock. I just got Peacock. Okay. So and, I saw that on our Roku. It like pops up ads, and I saw that. I was like, oh, I heard people talking about that. Yeah. It. I've only watched one episode so far, but it's really good from what I've seen. So. All right. I'll check it out. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. And uh, like we said at the start of the show, tune in to listen to Drunk Dad Sports that got released <laughs> last night, this morning. Yeah, last night. Um, with Stephen and Reef and Steve. Yeah. And whatever, everything else. That's, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, the Mike Lavery podcast too. Oh yeah. I am I recording? I don't even know if I'm recording one this week, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Later, man. All right. See you.